0: Powered by Righteous Media. Welcome to Independent Americans. Welcome to Episode 212. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. March is here. And it's definitely coming in like a lion, but I do not think it's going out like a lamb this year. And this March is definitely a time to stay vigilant.
1: We've talked to community members who are suffering health effects, have pets who've died, have damage to businesses and homes, but I can tell you this much, this was 100% preventable. We call things accidents, There is no accident. Every single event that we investigate is preventable. So our hearts are with you. Know that the NTSB has one goal, and that is safety and ensuring that this never happens
0: again. 100% preventable. Ensuring that this never happens again. That's NTSB. National Transportation Safety Board Chair Jennifer Hamedy. Now, she says her goal is ensuring that this never happens again. But it does. It keeps happening. Shit like this just keeps happening all across America. Remember the water in Flint, Michigan? Well, just this week, activists visited the federal courthouse in Detroit to demand a new deadline to replace lead pipes in Flint and restore the city's bottled water distribution program. It's been 3,218 days since the water was switched by Flint in the city and the state. The activists were led by a group called Flint Rising. And Melissa Mays is one of the leaders and said today is day number 3,218 since our water was switched in Flint by the city and state of Michigan. And since then, the city, the state of Michigan, and the federal government have failed us. May says that Flint hasn't followed through in its pipe replacement and restoration agreement from 2017. It was supposed to be finished in 2020. It's almost a decade after the water crisis began. So nearly a decade after the Flint water crisis first began, people who live there still don't feel safe drinking the water. Mays continued and said, there are people still having rashes and bacterial infections. It has not stopped. The Flint water crisis is not over. Flint is not fixed. It just keeps happening. Water in Flint, Michigan, power grids in Texas, toxins in train derailments in Ohio. From lead in people's water to poison in our air. This is not a time of high trust in our government. Now, is it that people in America don't trust government or that they don't trust government leaders? Well, ask the people in East Palestine, Ohio, because they continue to face one of the scariest environmental disasters in recent memory after this massive train derailment. And now, an independent analysis of the EPA data from the Ohio train derailment site found that toxic chemicals detected could pose long-term health risks if they continue at current levels. Some scientists from Texas A&M and Carnegie Mellon University studied the measurements of air pollutants collected by the EPA, and they said nine of the pollutants were at higher than normal levels. And chemicals are pouring into the air and land and water. And the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, and their governor in Ohio, Mike DeWine, say the air is fine. Don't worry, Ohio. The government says the air is fine. Can you blame people for not believing them? I sure as hell can't. Because back in 2001, when I was at Ground Zero in lower Manhattan with thousands of other first responders, they told us the air was fine then, too. The EPA said it was all clear. And the EPA and then EPA Director Christy Todd Whitman, former governor from New Jersey, told us the air was fine. But it wasn't. And now, two decades later, our friends are dying by the day. And it's not just National Guardsmen. It's not just firefighters. It's also civilians, like an ABC News cameraman. ABC 7 in New York this week is mourning the death of photographer Todd Pierce, who passed away after a long battle with cancer. He was part of the Eyewitness News family for decades, and he was covering Ground Zero for weeks and he died of 9-11-related cancers. This week, the Fire Department of New York announced that retired paramedic Stephen Bushy also died from 9-11-related illnesses. Bushy served in Station 40 and was a paramedic for our city for over 25 years. Our friend of the show and FDNY 9-11 activist Rob Serra continues to post every single death, and he uses the hashtag NeverForget and 343 and counting. 343 was the number of firefighters that died in 9-11, and many more have died since. Rob posted, Two things you can count on when election cycles ramp up. The Jets need a new quarterback, and the 9-11 health care fund needs to be fully funded. Hashtag deja vu. More on that in a second. Christy Todd Whitman has been a guest on this show twice. And both times, I pressed her on those statements on 9-11. Go back and check those episodes out if you need to. But I asked her if she'd do things differently. And her answers left me and many of you less than satisfied. But things like this keep happening. Things where we can't trust in our government and we can't trust in our government leaders. Think back to last summer and the collapse of Afghanistan, where our government and President Biden was telling us that it wasn't that bad as we watched it unfold before our eyes, as we watched Afghan civilians hang on the side of planes and fall to their death. The withdrawal of Afghanistan was a bungling that will forever stain Biden's presidency, and one that continues to cost Afghan lives as they've been left to freeze and starve and face repression without the US. The great American betrayal of Afghanistan is real, compounded, and forever. And it deepens that mistrust that Americans have in their government, especially among veterans. So it's easy to understand why so many people don't trust government in America in 2023, and especially government leaders. Because government leaders too often fail to act in ways that cost people their lives.
1: I apologize. This is really difficult uh, to cover. Um, It is very emotional here uh, at ORMC. I'm I'm not even gonna turn the camera um, because there are people here um, who knew that reporter who uh, his fiance uh, and I were just embracing. Um, But I I will say this,
0: it, it is nice to see all the media. We come together in solidarity in this moment. This is every reporter's absolutely worst nightmare. We we go home at night afraid
1: that something like this will occur. And that, that is what happened here. Um, so Again, we are at Orlando Regional Medical Center where
0: we have learned that one of our own, a fellow reporter, uh, has died
1: while, while out covering a shooting.
0: A gunman in central Florida killed a woman and returned to the scene and killed a TV journalist covering that death and then fatally shot a nine-year-old girl nearby before he was finally arrested. Spectrum News 13 in Orlando identified the slain reporter as 24-year-old Dylan Lyons. And this shooting happened in Florida. And it's just the latest place to have a tragic shooting, just the latest example of how our government leaders are failing us. And in Florida... It's Governor Ron DeSantis, who won't allow guns in venues when he's speaking, but his Guns Everywhere agenda has meant more death, more injury, and more suffering. The suspected shooter is said to have a lengthy criminal history, to include gun charges, aggravated battery, and assault with a deadly weapon, burglary, and grand theft charges. And this guy had a gun. This is what our lawmakers are doing to us. They have the power to act, but instead... Too many are doing things like weakening our gun laws. Shannon Watts, the founder of Moms Demand Action, tweeted a great line on this. She said, Governor Ron DeSantis can't be tough on crime because he's soft on guns. And it's bipartisan. From Democrats like Joe Biden to Republicans like Ron DeSantis, it's easy to understand why people don't trust government in America in 2023, and especially government leaders. From environmental disasters to toxin exposures to pandemics to guns, it's hard in 2023 to trust government and government leaders, especially when stakes are so damn high. As March roars in, stakes are high and seem to keep getting higher. And so it's easy to understand why people don't trust their government in 2023, and especially government leaders. And that skepticism and cynicism can be dangerous because many of our people no longer believe our government about anything, even pandemics or enemies like Russia. Putin plays on America's distrust of our own government. And he tells people that Zelensky is a grifter and that Russia's invasion of Ukraine was warranted and maybe it's all too expensive. And the Chinese also know that Americans don't trust their government to tell them the truth, even about aliens. So they send spy balloons over America to prey on all that, to spark conspiracy theories, to create division, and to encourage disruption. And propagandists like Tucker Carlson live on this stuff daily. And it's hard and complicated to understand for so many people because our government does fuck up so often. We could talk about Trump for years, and we probably should, but it's also the Democrats. Biden's fiascos, not just with Afghanistan, but with his son Hunter's shenanigans, definitely don't help either. And they're like the new Hillary emails. But it's bigger and more severe than just partisan food fights and point scoring. It's also big-time stuff that costs Americans their lives. And nowhere is this more clear than how our government failed to respond to 9-11. From never-ending war without oversight, to invading the wrong country after 9-11, to the authorized use of military force, the AUMF, that never ends, and warfare happening right now in places like Syria and Somalia that most Americans don't even know about, to the way America has failed to take care of thousands of brave 9-11 first responders, and just everyday people, including people like me. That's why this week, activists and veterans and firefighters and elected leaders like Senator Kirsten Gillibrand and Representative Jerry Nadler and my new elected rep, Dan Goldman from New York, called for New York City to disclose what it knew about the harmful toxins released from the 9-11 attack. Because after more than 20 years, we still don't know the full impact on the health of thousands of New Yorkers that are still suffering, especially those that were exposed as children. A reminder to everyone who doesn't understand the concern in Ohio right now, 20 years later, we still don't know the extent of what we were exposed to on 9-11. And we've had to go to Washington again to ask for more money because there are more than 122,000 first responders and survivors currently enrolled in the 9-11 health program, including myself. Now, lawmakers and advocates are saying the program is facing a $2 billion shortfall due to inflation and a high number of participants. Why do we need more money? Because more people are getting sick and dying. And we're probably going to have to crank up Jon Stewart again. And it's so obscene. That brave advocates like John Feel and Rob Sarah have to keep coming to Washington over and over again to make sure our government takes care of its people. Never forget. That's what they say, right? Never forget. We never forget. Congress always does. And shame on all of you who don't stand with us. Yeah, it's not a great time to trust or believe in government. And America is hungry for change. And hungry. For leadership. And our guest this week is bringing both big and fast. He's the fastest rising star in the Democratic Party since Barack Obama. And he's coming on even faster. But can he get Republicans too? And of course, what about independents? Can he be the kind of next generation Democrat that can do that? That can appeal to everyone? I'll ask him. He's a returning champion, a frequent guest on this show who joined us almost four years ago for the first time way back in episode 10 in June of 2019, and again, two years ago in March of 2021. You should check out both those episodes. They're fantastic. He's the hottest leader in American politics and one of the newest leaders. He is uniting people of all backgrounds. He's the only black governor in America and one of the only veterans. He's the future of American politics and American leadership. And he is truly a phenomenon. He is my friend, newly elected Maryland Governor Wes Moore. Governor Westmore is a phenomenon. Now, a phenomenon is a remarkable person, thing, or event. And Westmore is truly remarkable. And his election as a governor of Maryland has been truly remarkable. And almost every week he's doing something that seems remarkable. Now, like LL Cool J, West spent lots of time in New York, the Bronx to be exact. But he was born in Maryland. His heart is in Maryland. His administration is in Maryland, and now all eyes are on Maryland. The president's in Maryland too, pretty often. He's been there almost every week since Wes took office just over a month ago. And in a little over a month, Wes has been very busy. From launching a statewide program to fund a year of public service for young people, to declaring Maryland a safe state for abortion rights, to sending $13.7 million in capital grants funding and $9 million to Oyster Recovery, he proclaimed Civil Rights Heroes Day in Maryland, and he supported advancing the minimum wage to $15 an hour. He's been busy. And he's been doing pretty outstanding weekly updates every week on social media that he calls more from more. Nothing about us without us. We are moving fast. And we ain't slowing down. That's what Wes Moore has to say. And it is true. He's racking up week after impressive week. And he has the president back in Baltimore again this week. The Moore machine of impact and inspiration is continuing to pick up steam. And that steam has been especially focused on raising up his fellow veterans. Wes served in the 82nd Airborne in Afghanistan. He served on the board with me at Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America. And he's been a powerful voice for our community for over a decade. And now he's introduced the Keep Our Heroes Home Act that would exempt up to $40,000 of military retirement income from state taxes. He's going to talk to us about that and about why it's a priority for him and should be a priority for everyone. There's a changing of the guard happening in American politics. Nancy Pelosi, soon Joe Biden and Donald Trump and Jimmy Carter and others, they'll be leaving the field. And a new generation with new kinds of skills and new ways to play the game are taking the field. The Tom Brady's and Peyton Manning's will all be gone soon. And it'll only be a new generation of next generation leaders leading the way. Quarterbacks who can move and lead and win in ways we've never seen before. The days of Aaron Rodgers are soon coming to an end. And the days of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts are here. They're making Chiefs and Bills and Bangles and even Eagles fans out of all of us, just like some unique Democrats and Republicans can get independents to vote for them, despite how we feel about their team. These guys and gals can score with their arms and their feet and lead and inspire and represent a new kind of excitement we haven't seen in a generation. And that's what Westmore is bringing to politics. He's a Democrat with toughness. Young, but experienced. Visionary, but humble. And he's coming. Harder and faster to the forefront than anyone we've seen in American politics since Barack Obama. The comparisons are easy, but also appropriate. Westmore is changing the game faster than anyone realizes it's changing and still Not fast enough, especially for all of us who are sick and tired of the same old leaders, the same old partisanship, the same old nastiness, the same old shit. Wes Moore is the new stuff, the hot stuff, and the good stuff. And he's truly a phenomenon a and this phenomenon is coming welcome to the next generation of American politics welcome to the future of leadership for America welcome to another conversation with my friend Wes Moore welcome to Independent Americans episode 2, one, two. something like a. Phenomenon. Something like a phenomenon. Ladies and gentlemen, independent Americans around the country and around the world. This is a moment I told you was coming, and now it is here, a great friend of the show, a true inspiration to America and the world. Finally, back on Independent Americans now, Governor Wes Moore, the great and powerful Wes Moore is back on Independent Americans. Welcome back, Governor.
1: I, I'm, I'm just I'm just so excited to be back on Independent Americans, man.
0: I miss you, Paul. I miss you. I miss you a lot. But I am so inspired by you. So proud of you. We are all so proud of you, and the whole country is proud of you, and the whole world's about to be proud of you. And it's just awesome, awesome to see everything you're doing, and just to see your face. I hope Dawn and you and the kids are
1: all well. We are, man. We are, and same same with you and Lauren and the whole crew, man. I mean. It 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 has been it's been a spectacular ride. Uh, and it's been improbable, right? I mean, like when we first started this journey, we always said we're we're pulling at one percent. Uh, you know, there is there was nothing uh expected and nothing given about this journey. This is just, you know, this is this is this whole movement has just been built by a whole bunch of people who just believed and, and believed early and believed heavy. So we're excited about where we are we're excited about what we're getting done right now.
0: I love, I love that you, you frame it that way, but a lot of folks saw this coming, you know, that this run may have been improbable or this campaign, but this trajectory has not been improbable. And it's been something that I think many of us have seen coming or been rooting for, for a long time. A dear friend of ours who shall remain nameless, you know, sent me a note and said, it's happening. And when I said, (laughs) yeah, it's happening. It was like, you know, it was a matter of when you were going to, Take the plunge, man. You know we we all wanted you to run, and we all are going to continue to want you to run because we know what you're capable of and how you represent so many people beyond yourself. So, you know, I, I know you're saying it's improbable, but not in my view. This was this was imminent. This was inevitable, and the only question was whether you were going to put your family and yourself out there in in a way to do it.
1: Yeah. Well, but you know, what, though? I, I got to tell you, I mean, there's a one and, and, I, and I say this uh, with, and I say this, you know, from the bottom of my heart, it's like we were never alone on this journey. You know what I mean? Like, like every, this whole process has been done with the people that and when we say that this whole thing was people powered, uh, we mean it was people powered from every idea, every gathering, every rally that first started off with just a handful and then started growing and growing and growing where, you know, we knew we wanted to stay focused on the issues that we thought were important and the work that we were doing beforehand. And I tell you what too, man, I mean, something, and I remember a conversation we had years ago really also resonated with me is that sometimes you'll see people who will get into this world and get into this space and just totally change, Mm. right? Like you see them and you're almost like, yo, I don't even recognize this person anymore. And I made a vow at at the beginning of this journey, I said, I will, I have no problem spending all day long introducing myself to people who don't know me. I won't spend a second reintroducing myself to people who do. Mm. It's how can you just stay committed to why you're doing this in the first place on the issues that you were working on beforehand, but now just believe that being able to add a state budget behind the stuff that you're trying to get done is the right thing to do and I think we just try to stay, uh, just try to stay committed and, and, and consistent to it.
0: Well, it's always been bigger than you. That's why it's been happening. I feel like, you know, you've represented so many other people who've been voiceless from the beginning. I mean, you know, I, we were sharing pictures 10 years ago. You were on Capitol Hill with IAVA advocating. You know, now you're, 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 you're in the
1: governor's and you younger, By the way, you look younger now than you did 10 years ago. When you sent me a picture, what did I, what did I write you? I just look, I just look skinnier, is what I do, because I was fat. I wrote you. I said, "You look." I said, like, "What is this?" Like Benjamin Button. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I, I don't know about you, man, because you you're you look like you're getting younger. And I actually, I want to say, like, there's a part of this that's so exciting because you're built for this. Like, you 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 like this. You're good at it. But like the way you connect with people, I've always said this to you and to others. You have a magic, man. Like you, have, you're built for this. You have a power. That, that connects with people in a way like i've never seen and i, I want to get to a couple of things we don't have a lot of time let me ask you this because i got to ask you this this is fun yeah. to ask you now i ask every guest where are you and how
1: are you i love it and i and i love that you always uh always start that um i'm i'm blessed i really am and and i tell you i feel I, I always say when people say how you doing i say i'm prayed up and i'm armored up where Where you know, I feel very, very blessed in this moment and blessed by the fact that the family is doing wonderful. Um, the transition has been incredibly smooth. I'm grateful for the fact that, frankly, you know, my predecessor, uh, you know that we had a very orderly and a, and a pretty smooth transition, which is ironic because it made national news. And I'm like, yo, is that really where we are as a country? that a smooth transition, uh, from one party to another makes national news. Mm. Um, but, but I also say that, you know, that, um, so while I'm very blessed, you know, we're armored up Mm -hmm. because we also know that, you know, that the work we're trying to get done, it's not easy when we say, yes, I want to make sure that we can, uh, make this the most veteran friendly state in the entire country and make sure we're providing tax relief to veterans who are retiring. And I also want to make sure that we are getting to a, you know, having an enhanced earned income tax credit and making permanent the child tax credit and fight child poverty like this state has never seen before. This is an easy stuff. I also know that we're ready for it. And with the team that we built, uh, like you said, we're built for this and we're ready to go get some go make some big things happen. And and the where
0: are you is you are in the governor's mansion. You are yeah. you you are in the governor or you're in the office, but you are in the governor's mansion, you're representing the dreams and hopes and and aspirations of of so many people. And now they're already calling you the hottest politician since Barack Obama. Uh, (laughs) Joe Biden spends more time with you than he does with his wife or with Kamala Harris or anyone else. He's gonna be with you again tonight in Baltimore. Um, You know, everybody's already talking about it, about you being, uh, you know, a a candidate for president. Uh, I know you're gonna be diplomatic about that, but I've been telling people this could happen fast. I mean, you could be there, in six years, if Joe Biden gets sick or doesn't want to run, it could be even faster. So uh, I'm going to ask you straight. Out, I'm your friend. My father keeps saying, I hope he runs. Everybody I know says, I hope he runs. They want you there now. I know you're going to focus on Maryland, but, you know, wh- wh- what can you tell people who say they want you to run for president and they want you there quickly because we need someone. We need you.
1: I would I would tell people um, that I'm playing with house money right now, man. I mean, you know, think about it. It's like, and and you know this. I'm literally decades away from being an 11 year old kid with handcuffs on my wrists, and now I'm the governor of a state. Uh, I'm the governor of my birthplace. You know, I I am I'm I I literally am staring at a at a at a at a picture right now that's in my office that is of the from the Maryland archives. Of it's literally the handwritten uh, letter that George Washington wrote resigning his commission. I mean, it's the foundation. I'm sitting in the office that is the foundation of our democracy. Uh, And so I love what we're doing. And I think that Maryland, I mean, I believe deeply, this is gonna be Maryland's decade. This is gonna be Maryland's time to lead. This is gonna be Maryland's time for the rest of the country to be able to take note about how fast we're moving and that we can be both more competitive and more equitable. And it is not a choice, we are going to do both. And I'm loving the fact that, uh, that, that, uh, that you know, the, the eyeballs are really on what Maryland can actually get done right now in this moment, because I think we're, gonna, uh, I think we're going to surprise and, and impress a lot of people.
0: Well, that's the answer I would expect. But I also know, like, you know when, when you are a quarterback that is changing the game and, and, and there's this like, generational change that's happening in politics, right? Like Nancy Pelosi and, and Donald Trump and Joe Biden, a lot of these people are in their 80s. And there is a new generation that plays the game in a new way and represents new skill sets, but also brings people together in a different way. And you are, I think, the start of this new generation of dynamic leaders that can bring people together. You keep talking about that. You and Republican Larry Hogan coming together. I expect you to say it's going to be Maryland's decade, but Maryland can't get too greedy because America's on fire and we need you here you know, at the national level too. So let me ask you this. It's independent Americans. Part of what you're doing is bringing together all Americans. You're redefining right. patriotism. You're reaching independents and you're That's reaching right. Republicans. I, you, We're friends. I wish you ran as an independent. I understand you're running as a Democrat. But can you talk about why you think you are uniquely
1: connecting with independents and Republicans? Yeah, Well, I think part of it is because we're actually reaching out. You know, here's the thing. I, I actually tell people, you know, and I tell people we would go campaign everywhere right, from, from Western Maryland to the Eastern shore. And we campaigned in a lot of areas that, that there weren't a lot of Democrats. And we did it during the primary and we did it during the general. And people would tell us like the, the consulting class and my dad like would be like, well, you don't need to spend time out there because there's no votes out there. You know, why are you going out there? There's no Democrats. And my answer was always the same. Yeah, but there's a lot of Marylanders. And I plan on being their governor too. And I mean, the first visit that I did, Paul, the first visit that I did as governor was actually out to Mountain, Maryland. I went to a place called Laconia because they were having a water crisis. And we went out there uh, not just to bring supports, but to let this community know that this state government was going to focus on them, that we were leaving no one behind. And I remember the governor, I remember the mayor of the town uh, when I arrived, he told me, he said, you know, there is not a Democrat within three miles of any direction <laughs> that you're in right now. Yeah. And he said to me, he said, but I got to tell you something. He said, you're the first governor that's ever come here and visited us since 1996. 96, mm-hmm. that's Democratic and Republican governors mm-hmm. that had not spent time in Laconia. Yep. And I think part of the reason that we won by such a large margin, I mean, we won by the largest margin in close to 40 years. I, you know, We received more individual votes than any candidate who'd ever run for governor in the history of the state of Maryland, right? So this thing wasn't even close. But I think part of the reason is because, you know, you don't get to that number by simply winning Democrats. We got to that number because we won Democrats, we won Independents, and we won a huge chunk of Republicans. Because I think people, I think think all this, the, the back and forth and the backbiting that people watch on cable television or people, Kind of, you know, have in, in, in the, you know, the elements of, of, of their the websites that they visit. They would think that this stuff is much more divided than it actually is that I'm seeing in our in our real community. So the way I know that this is real is because we are out there every day talking to people and not just people who might agree with me or agree with a party. We're talking to everybody. And I think that's what's been the secret sauce to our to our success. The secret sauce
0: is you. Okay, I'm going to keep saying that. And I love that you even the way you, you talk, you say we, that's how we were taught to, to, to speak in the military. That's how leaders talk. It's how Obama would talk, he would say it's about we not me right. And that is the inclusivity that I think people feel around your leadership, and you are changing the, the view of Democratic leadership for real, um, veterans leadership, American leadership. And I think that's going to continue because people are looking for leaders. They don't trust institutions. They don't trust states. They don't trust government. They don't trust parties, especially. And you're yeah. transcending that in a way that is very powerful. Part of it is that you're a veteran. Right. And there are a lot of folks who have run as a veteran and it hasn't hit. Sometimes it does hit. Sometimes they overplay it. Sometimes they underplay it. But it's essential to everything you you are. And you're out there scoring points for the community as well. A lot of different communities for parents, for the poor, for working people, but for veterans. And I think you being out in front and keeping that a priority is really important and will resonate with all parties, especially. Quickly, I know you got to go soon. Talk about the Keep Our Heroes Home Act and and what that's all about and why it's a priority. Please.
1: So it's uh, what the Keep Our Heroes Home Act is making sure that we can have, uh, you know, right now the state of Maryland uh, uh, exempts $5,000 of military retirement. And it's also one of the big reasons why veterans don't wanna retire in the state of Maryland. Because even if you go just around our neighbors, uh, you have other states that are much more generous. And what the Keep Our Heroes Home Act is, is in, in the process of this year, it raises that to $25,000. And in the process of the next year, in 2024, it makes it $40,000, which basically means you have over 92% of all veterans who will be fully tax exempt by staying in the state of Maryland. And people can look at this and say, and this is one of the 10 bills that I personally introduced. And by the way, this is the first time in eight years that a governor has actually introduced a legislative agenda and testified on behalf of it. And of the 10 bills that I personally introduced, seven of them have Republican co-sponsors. So we're building a bipartisan mechanism to get this done. And the thing that I say about this is this, is people say, well, of course you would back this. You're a military veteran. And I say, yes, yes, this bill is personal. Because my brothers and sisters, I wanna make sure that we are not just saying, thank you for your service and then not doing anything to even acknowledge it. But it's more than that. This is economics, right? Where the average age of a military retiree is 43 years old. This is a person who still has more careers left in them. This is someone who's gonna buy homes and eat at restaurants and go to ball games and start businesses. And I don't want them doing that in other States. I want them doing that in Maryland. These are people who have already proven that they are public servants, that they believe in something bigger than themselves, that they understand what it means to build a sense of community. And I want them to do it in the state of Maryland. And so this is one of the core bills that we are pushing to keep our Heroes Home Act of 2023, that we are going to get passed because it's time that Maryland become the most veteran friendly state inside of our country. We've got to make thank you for your service actually mean something. And I wanted to show from 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 Jump Street, from our you know from our first days that this was going to be a core priority for what we're trying to what we're trying to achieve.
0: Well, in the early days of IAVA, when you were around, we always said veterans are not a charity; they're an investment. And now mm-hmm. you're paying that investment forward. You're a living example of that investment. I mean, I, I told you I wore this shirt today because it's my son's fourth birthday. It says, you know, Dad of the Birthday Boy. And uh, I'm celebrating River's fourth birthday, but we're talking about leadership and they watch you and they're inspired by you. And that's very, very important for for our young people to see someone they can look up to that brings positivity and energy and inspiration. And you're bringing a lot of that. Um, I do have to let you go. I hope I'm going to get a quick fire series of Patreon questions, even though your comms person is going to kill me. Um, But I want to ask you lastly, talking about family, you got a new puppy. Talk about the newest member of, of the Moore family.
1: So, so uh, the, his name is Tucker, uh, Tucker Balti or Tucker Baltimore. Uh, and, very cute, uh, and, very cute, by <laughs> the way, right? Like, very <laughs> cute. I give my daughter credit for that one. I give my daughter credit. But, uh, but he is a, uh, he's a, he's a, he's a rescue puppy who is uh, part Shih Tzu and part, uh, part uh, poodle. No, part, uh, what is he? He's like a mix of three different breeds. Uh, probably, um, but, probably part bulldog if, if I, if I know. Or, if I no, know. no, no, but, but but he's beautiful and he he's is beautiful. Five months, he's beautiful and he's 5 months old and uh, and you know we were looking we were looking around and we we're talking to different organizations and the and the SPCA and Barks which is another another shelter in Maryland and they call us up one day and they're like we think we found your puppy and he is uh, he is he is fast and he is fearless and he is so loved by these kids and so we promised the kids uh, that he would uh, that we were gonna get a, a puppy for them come November win lose or draw it didn't matter and so I say this is the first illustration of uh, of promises made and promises kept
0: I love it you said fast fearless and loved I think that's how we feel about you man you're coming fast you've been absolutely fearless <laughs> and you're well loved um, I hope you'll come back when you can uh, it's exciting to watch you rise man those who know you. Know that you signed every email with Elevate for many, many years. You right. are elevating and you're bringing so many other folks with you and we're all rooting for you. We've all got your back and we're just so damn proud of you, man, and, and excited for the future. You're giving people a lot of hope and, and I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful, of course, for your time and your friendship.
1: Man, I love you, brother. And listen, and, and it's right back at you. There is there is nobody. I have no friend that is more, more committed, not just to veterans issues, but to truth the way you have, and I admire you, I respect you, I grow, I have grown from you, and I love and I'm thankful for you with all my heart, you and your whole family, so uh, so God bless you, man, and thank you well, for all you. Well, we do.
0: love you, God bless you and the family, best to Dawn and the kids and the new puppy. Uh, we gotta hang out and maybe work out together so we can continue to stay fit. Right. You're looking it. better and better by the day. I'm trying to keep up with you there. <laughs> and uh, if you see Senator Tester, the chair of the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee, he's been challenging me to a basketball game for a long time. And oh, uh, I told him, I'm going to, you can pick up his squad. I'm going to pick up mine. So I'm hoping I can get you and a couple other people. And then we can, we can throw down with Tester, maybe raise
1: some money to chip for charity. I I would love it. Listen, I'll I'll ride with you always. I don't know how much help I'm going to be with you on the basketball court at this this stage with my knees, but uh, but I'll ride with you always.
0: (laughs) Well, for a long time, many of us said it was going to be you against Eric Greitens for president. And that half of that is not going to happen anymore. But it might be you versus Ron DeSantis for president very soon. And that will be something that I think many of us will rally behind and we'll be rooting for. Um, because we, we need you, man, and we're grateful for you. Go do a million things. Tell the president we all said hi and that he should pick you as VP if he makes a change. Uh, and then if uh you know he's not feeling well and needs somebody to you know hold the bat phone for a little while, you're you're steady and ready.
1: I love you, brother. Thanks, man. Stay
0: vigilant, my friend. All right, there he is. Every time I talk to Wes Moore, I feel better. I think other people feel the same way because he helps other people. He inspires other people. He is definitely a helper in every sense of the word. Always look for the helpers.
1: There there will always be helpers,
0: you know, even just on the sidelines. Be sure to follow him on social media. Be sure to look for him on your TV screen and on the radio and watch this man's rise. No matter what party you stand for or no party at all, he's a leader that we can all root for. And he is definitely a helper. Look for the hashtag. Look for the helpers on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook and share yours. Who feels like a phenomenon to you? Share yours and I will retweet it and I'll mention it maybe in the show. But a next generation of leaders are coming. Wes is one of them. And there are more. There are more helpers, more leaders, more innovative phenomenon that are on the rise. And this week, the Iraq and Afghanistan Board of Directors and I shared some big news along those lines. We are thrilled, inspired, and honored to announce that Allison Jaslow will be the next CEO of IAVA. Now, Allison's one of the finest leaders I've ever known and the perfect person to lead the organization that I founded to the next level. So please join us in welcoming Allison to this critical role for IAVA, for our veterans movement, and for our country. I posted about it on social media, and you can check out the IAVA website, check it out, share it far and wide, and hopefully Allison will join me on this show soon. In times like this especially, America needs leaders with integrity, focus, drive, and dedication to a greater mission. And Allison, like Wes Moore, is all that and then some. Please also join me in saluting Jeremy Butler, our outgoing CEO, on an exceptional four-year term. He joined us on this show, and you should check out that episode as well. I'd be excited to have him back down the line, and we're excited to welcome him to the IAVA Board of Directors and to see him continue to rise and inspire and elevate in all that he does. Our veterans movement and our independent movement have never been more needed and never been in better hands. So, check out more on Allison, check out more on Wes, and when you're on social, be sure to play Guest the Guest every Wednesday night. Now, after a rare miss last week, our Guest the Guest phenomenon is back on track. Yes, people, our friend Delfino Sanchez down in Houston, Texas, correctly identified Ruben Gallego in the last pod. He got in late after I recorded, but he did correctly guess Ruben Gallego in pod 211. He also said that Robert Irvine was excellent. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Everyone go back and check that one out and check out Ruben Gallego. And he said, can ketchup ruin a good steak? Chef Robert Irvine told us what President Biden and President Trump's favorite foods were. And he shared with us that Trump liked ketchup and steak. So can ketchup ruin a good steak? I don't think so, personally. I mean, if it's a really good steak, almost nothing can ruin it. So, you know what? If there's ketchup on the side, I might try it. But I love a good stake, and I love your support. And you asked me also, where will Lamar Jackson play next year? I don't know, man. This is going to be interesting to watch, this little game of musical chairs among the NFL quarterbacks, like politics around presidential time. But I don't know where Lamar Jackson's going to end up. I don't know where Aaron Rodgers is going to end up. I don't know where Derek Carr is going to end up. But I think one of them will end up with the Jets. Now, I'm a Giants fan. And I'm hoping maybe they keep Daniel Jones for just one more year, not a big contract, but they definitely need to lock down Saquon Barkley. Anyway, you can play online and send your questions, check out Guest the Guest, and get on board with us every Wednesday. And be sure to check out independentamericans.us, where you can check out video of my conversation with Wes Moore. And you can also support this show and help make it a phenomenon by joining our Patreon community. Big thanks to all of our Patreon members that are helping make this show a phenomenon. Thanks to our new ones. Thanks to our old ones. Thanks especially to the ones that joined me last Friday for our lunchtime conversation. Shout out to Joby, Lisa, Sean, and everyone else who's been supporting us in that Patreon community. If you're a patron, you will get extra content with Wes. He tells us the best thing about being governor. He shares a workout tip and his favorite Easter candy. You only get that if you are a patron. You can join for just 5 bucks a month. You can help us keep this show going, and you get exclusive behind-the-scenes content. You get the show with no ads, and you get an exclusive heads-up on who's coming up. Next week, we'll have another great guest, and we got some really good ones coming in the weeks to come. Check it all out at independentamericans.us. And on Thursdays, almost every Thursday, you can check me out in a new weekly segment on News Nation with Marty Hughes. We focus on national security, Ukraine vets and political news. And I also share a bit about the latest episode. And we're going to keep up our Friday Zoom lunches. Whoever you are, wherever you are, join us every Friday at 12 noon. You just click the link. You can join us on Zoom from wherever in the world you are. We've had folks from coast to coast and around the world. I'll answer your questions. I'll tell you behind the scenes on the episodes. I'll raise a few glasses to the folks that had a great week. And we'll go into the weekend in style. You can find the link in our show notes, or you can find it on social media. Hit me up on all our social media platforms. Please be sure to subscribe, share, and do all the things. Your subscription is all I ask. It's free. And please spread the word. And together, we can do what Wes always says. Elevate. Step out of my song. I, I had to get
1: out of figure it out on my own. Know what I really want now. Yes, I be,
0: we can all do our part to elevate things. Elevate the dialogue. Elevate the energy. Elevate our politics. Elevate this country. Elevate this world. Because Americans are more divided than ever. But we at Independent Americans and Righteous Media are working to change that adding light to contrast the heat of all the other political shows and to support the independent movement. If you're among that 50% of Americans that are independent, this is your show. We invite you to join us and be a part of the solution. Even if you're not an independent, if you're a Republican or a Democrat, join this movement, get on the independent train of sanity and help us turn it into a phenomenon. Our independent movement is part of the solution and elevating others, bringing people together, Around shared values and a spirit of country over party, people over politics, light over heat, we are elevating.
1: All right,
0: and speaking of elevating, this week, my beautiful little boy river turned four. His kindness, curiosity, and unique and joyful light was flowing from the first moment we met him, and it's been contagious ever since. Our little river runs deep and pure and is always overflowing with kindness and fun. It hasn't been an easy first four years to be on Earth, but throughout every day of it, he brought light and happiness and elevation to others which was especially important for so many of us during the pandemic. And Lauren and I are so humbled, inspired, and honored to be his parents. And we're also mindful of how lucky we are as so many kids continue to suffer in Ukraine, Afghanistan, and beyond. But we're teaching them to be a helper. We're teaching them to be an activist, to be a patriot in the very best sense, to be curious, creative, and kind. And we can't wait to celebrate him and with him in every precious day to come. Now, I try not to post pictures of my kids, but I do want to share his birthday energy and especially thank everyone who's been a part of his young life, loved him, and sent best wishes, lessons, and love over these last four years. And especially to his incredible, tireless, and inspiring mom and his wild and wonderful big brother, We are so grateful for and inspired by our baby bear. So happy River's birthday, everyone. My son's birthday means spring is coming and it's already spring in Ukraine and spring is the time for elevating. And you know it's spring in America when you see the peeps elevated on the shelves. And they are now on the shelves. Extra, extra. It is peep season. All you old school, angry Americans and early days of independent Americans fans, you know what I'm talking about. We used to talk about peeps quite a lot on this show. And this week at Target, I saw them. Regular, pink, chocolate covered, and even cotton candy flavored. Lots of flavors now. Like America. Lots of flavors, lots of diversity, lots of innovation, some good and some not so good. Like apparently, there's also peeps flavored Pepsi. Yikes. But nevertheless, spring is a time to elevate. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Wes Moore. If you did, please share it far and wide. Invite others to get on board this independent movement phenomenon, one that seeks to build and elevate instead of dividing and tearing people down. And stay vigilant, my friend, because eternal vigilance is the price of freedom. And know you're not alone in your vigilance. We are all vigilant, and we're all in this together. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. Thank you for listening. Down with Putin. Slava, Ukraine. Stay vigilant, America, and keep after it.
1: Powered by Righteous Media.